In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, welcome to the Psych Legal Pop podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a psychotherapist. I'm attorney Brooke Brigham, and I'm here with my sister, Tess Brigham. And I'm the psychotherapist, Mystery Salt. All right. Okay. <laughs> so um, today we're going to talk about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, which I realize is over and it's been talked about a lot. But um, I didn't want too much time to go by without weighing in on this. Um, when the trial was happening, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to it. And I was kind of forced to start paying attention to it because it was everywhere. It was all over social media. And I was just seeing tons of uh, posts and TikToks about it. And... It was exclusively all 100% pro Johnny Depp and anti Amber Heard. And so I decided to get interested in it to see what was going on. And boy, yeah, (laughs) it is. It is a lot. So I just want to start with this because I, too, didn't know much about it at all. And then when it started to come out and it was everywhere and it was on social media, I, I, like everybody else, were like, oh, God, this Amber Heard must be like yeah, crazy what person. a monster. Who is this? You know, <laughs> oh, my God, hurting poor Johnny Depp. <laughs> but you know what was so interesting is because I was um, doing research for this. And so this is, you know that her op-ed, which is what started all of this. Right. Her op-ed is called, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. And her, her one of her quotes was, I had the rare advantage point of i can't even read my own writing of seeing in real time how institutions protect men accused of abuse so the irony of all of this is is that here we are six years later where everything that she just talked about in her op-ed is playing (laughs) out has played out and you're just like oh okay i see now it's like she proved her own point yes (laughs) 
<laughs> she actually proved yeah. her, her original point, which she wrote way back in when I want to say 2016, 2016. She wrote that, that her original point is true. Correct. Yeah. You know, that, that of course, everything that she predicted, everything that happened to her at the time and everything that's happened to her afterwards, absolutely positively has been in, you know, as a way of helping men, um, I don't know, work on their own backlash against the Me Too movement, which right. I know you have a lot of info about. Yeah. And, you know, this is also a perfect example of celebrity. Mm -hmm. You know, Johnny Depp. I mean, he's been in our lives for what thirty-five years. I mean, yeah, he's forty. Well, no, he was he's forty-eight when they married. Which no, I, no, no, no. He's. I think he's. He's now in his fifties. Yeah, he's like fifty-eight now, I believe. Well, she was. So you know, she was twenty-five when they met, and he was forty-eight. When okay, they when they met, mm -hmm. yeah, they they didn't get yeah. married for several years, and then they met in twenty twelve. So it was ten years. So he's now. She's now thirty-five. He's now fifty-eight. So. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he is beloved. I mean, I, I didn't mm -hmm. really realize how much and I, and I could I could see how he was beloved up until a point. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the past several years uh, have not been good for him. I, I think he has um, admittedly he has a um, drug problem, mm -hmm. alcohol addiction. Um, so. But nevertheless, I mean, people just came to his defense without even knowing any yeah. facts, yep. <laughs> which happens all the time. But yeah, so let's just do a quick history. They were married in 2015. Um, they had met several years earlier on a movie set and they were divorced in 2016 when the divorce was first filed. She accused him of domestic violence and then a settlement was reached where, and they each made a statement basically admitting nothing. And, mm -hmm. um, and that was when she pledged, she said that she was going to give her entire settlement, which was reported to be $7 million to the ACLU and another charity, I think it was children's hospital um, that were doing things related to domestic violence. And then in, um, okay, so this is before the Me, Me Too, Harvey Weinstein, that'll happen the next year, 2017. Because mm. that really largely, their little, you know, what happened, it was pretty short, kind of got swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. And Depp did go on to get cast in, you know, a Harry Potter, to be part yeah. of those, a Harry Potter series and you know, he was still working things were fine and if the me too movement hadn't come along then you know it probably just would have gotten swept under the rug and mm -hmm. we never would have heard about this again but um in 2018 he depp filed a lawsuit against the sun tabloid in britain and he lost that lawsuit and um, basically he was suing for defamation because that I, you know, they wrote something about him and called him a wife beater. Yeah, they called, that was the word. They said wife beater and that was the intro, that was the um, issue. Right. So why, from your legal opinion, so why did he lose in London, in the UK and win here in the US? 
So a couple of reasons. First of all, the case in England was decided by a judge, not a jury. And juries are very emotional. And they are more swayed by stuff like celebrity mm -hmm. and opinions that, that are in the ether. They're swayed by emotions. They really are. Yeah. I mean, honestly, truly, most of our cases should be decided by judges. I agree. And quite frankly, if I am ever if I am ever accused of murder, and I did not do it, <laughs> right. I'm getting a judge. I'm getting a bench trial because right. a judge will see the facts. If I did do it, and now you all know, I'm getting a jury. Because yeah. that's the thing, is juries, they go on their emotions, on our feelings. We don't think through facts and figures. And even if you're given all of the, um, well, you've been on a jury. I've always managed to get out of them. But even though you're given all of the, uh, what do you call it, the instructions. Right. People still go with their emotions and their feelings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, being on a jury... As a lawyer, it was one of the most frightening experiences I've ever had <laughs> because it was so eye-opening. People, they make up their minds very early, and then they just, they look for evidence. Yes, bias. Bias, confirmation bias. They look for evidence to support. They care more about things like the presentations of the lawyers. or People are obsessed with the lawyers, mm -hmm. and they end up imputing the parties you know onto the lawyers or i'm not really saying that right but you know that you're as a lawyer you're a symbol of that person yes. so if they don't like you they're not going to like your client and if they like you they're going to like your client and we saw that in the depth case where people were obsessed with johnny depp's lawyers the obsessed camille vasquez yeah yes who you know she's a perfectly fine lawyer but they were acting like she was the greatest lawyer ever mm -hmm. on the planet so i don't know yeah it is very scary judges are more methodical obviously they know the law You're they, also, they also have to prove things after the fact so what people don't realize is you know appeals like when someone appeals something you're looking for some mistakes that were made right with the original trial and so a judge wants their rulings to be upheld. Correct. So they're going to yeah. make sure that they get all of their ducks in a row and that everything looks good. And that's why when we bring in just average people coming in who don't quite understand that, they can just, well, I'm just going to, you know, oh, this is how I feel today. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm going to feel this way. You're going to prison for the rest of your life. Peace out. Bye. And then they don't have to, they don't have to stand behind the conviction. They don't have to stand behind anything. They're, they're wrong. Right. So the judge in England, he decided that these things actually were true. They mm -hmm. had happened. So truth is an absolute defense to defamation. Mm -hmm. So if you're telling the truth, you can't be held liable for defamation. So the judge found that the statements that the Sun newspaper had made were true because there was evidence. And uh, they brought in all kinds of, and again, remember, he wasn't suing Amber Heard. He was suing this newspaper. Mm -hmm. And the newspaper brought in all of these witnesses who witnessed the domestic violence. Um, they had emails and text messages and all this evidence that corroborated everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Amber Heard would have had to have been orchestrating some huge conspiracy against him for years 
you know, in order yeah. for um, this stuff to not be true. I mean, it was true. It And the judge found that it happened. And also, again, this is really the overarching theme of all of this is that the, the Me Too movement wasn't going on um, in the UK. This was mm -hmm. mostly an American thing. And that really had a huge impact on this case. And I know the jurors, you know, the jurors always claim that, you know, they weren't influenced by anything and they didn't pay attention to anything. But you, it, that's just impossible. Mm -hmm. We've been going through this for, you know, the last five years, you know, seeing a lot of powerful men just yes. being canceled. And people are starting to lash out against that they don't like it yes and well and i think that the thing about johnny depp and the fact that he's been in our lives for so long you know i'll just tell you when i'm not proud of this but when i um i did not pay attention to the oj trial at all um i was in college during that time and but when the verdict came out in 95 96 96 somewhere um yeah. i remember hearing that OJ, you know, was acquitted. And I was like, oh, good, because I assumed that that meant he didn't do it. <laughs> Silly me. Um, I was naive then. So I was like, oh, then that means that he didn't do it. And therefore, the OJ that I had grown up with, because if you're a lot of younger people have no idea that the impact that OJ had on the world back in the like 70s and 80s, Right. Remember his commercials and right. he was in the airplane movies and he was so funny and blah, blah, blah. And he was this hero and no one. I didn't want to see him as a murderer. So it was just easier and easier to believe what I wanted to believe at the time. Right. And I think that's the other part of it, too, is I think if you grow up and you've gone to all of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and you love Johnny Depp and you think he's so great and blah, 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 blah for the last 30 years and you've had a crush on him you don't want to believe any of these things that they're talking about to be true. You just right. don't want them to be. And I think that was, and that's what happens with juries is they take a look at him. They have this long, we have, a, we feel very close to celebrities and he, we had a very long relationship yeah, with very, him. Very long. And her, we don't know her that well. Right. She hasn't been in that many things. And oh, wait, she's trying to take down our beloved, right. you know, and hero. He's, a, he's an actor and he was act, he did a, very good acting job mm -hmm. and she was acting too yeah, you know to yeah. be to be fair but one there so one juror that i know of from the american trial came out and gave some statements now mind you this the jury it was i've heard two different things i've heard that it was Six men and three women, or maybe five men and two women. I don't know in Virginia how many people sit on civil juries. Um, but anyway, it was a majority mm -hmm. um, male jury. One juror has come out and made some statements. And he basically said that they thought that Amber Heard was acting. Mm -hmm. You know, that she would cry one minute and then she'd be, you know stone cold and then she'd be they didn't like the way she looked at them because mm -hmm. she had this habit of she'd be asked a question and then she'd turn and look at the jury and answer mm -hmm. you know, to the jury they didn't like that it creeped them out they mm -hmm. made them feel uncomfortable he said and then he talked about depp's performance and said that <laughs> 
he was mm-hmm. basically had a more stable, mm-hmm. kind of emotionally stable uh, performance. And so therefore he was more credible. Again, yeah. we're just back to emotions. No, no um, discussion of the actual evidence. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, he just gave a better performance than she did. We liked his better. Yes. And he did perform. He he would take these long pauses. Oh god. You know, the long pausing oh, to answer questions. Listening and, to and the then thing was the and torture. Then speaking so slowly <laughs> and Oh yeah. People don't talk like that in real life. And so But you would think that would hurt you because I found him so irritating on me those too. things of like well, um, I want to. Da, da. It's like you're from. Aren't you from Kentucky? Right. <laughs> it's like this with this English accent. Like, yeah. Like, what? Okay. Fine. So, but yeah. I do. I understand. That's how. That is how we operate. We operate based on our emotions, and we operate based on what gives us warm and fuzzy feelings. And you know that that was the big issue that that. Amber Heard was talking about in her um, in her op-ed was the fact that these are systemic and institutionalized beliefs and views, and here we are. We just keep perpetuating them over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to get more into the legal stuff of, so you're saying that because, so it was a judge's trial, which, um, and they really listened to the facts, and it sounds like what also helped the UK trial was it was Depp against a newspaper in many right. ways. It was sort of like Depp against this institute in in this um, this company. And I think obviously what really hurt both people here and what hurt heard was that it was Depp versus Heard. Right. And instead of it being about the facts of the relationship, it was you know who do we like better? Right. And he took the position that. He was also a, a victim mm-hmm. of domestic violence from her. Yes. Which, oh, that's a very loaded topic, which we will, we're going to get into. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to get into that topic? Yeah, I mean, I will say that I do not special. This is not an area that I specialize in. In order to, you know, for me to get my license, I had to take, you know, a certain number of classes in, it's called now IPV, Intimate Partner Violence. Right. It's not, um, so you have to take a certain number of classes in that. You have to learn sort of the basics. And the thing is, is that it is a subspecialty. People who work in this field and really understand it and work with these kinds of cases, like this is all they do. There are certain things in the mental health world, eating disorders is one, drug and alcohol is another, that you really, you want someone who really understands it, who really specializes in it. Um, And intimate partner violence is one where you have to understand everything that's in play and what the dynamics are in the relationship. And I know that one of the, I guess, um, so I guess apparently... In the trial, they used a deposition from a Dr. Laurel Anderson, and I guess she worked with them as a couples counselor right. in 2015. And um, she basically said that they had what? What did she call mutual? Mutual? Mutual aggression? Mutual aggression? What is it called? I, get the I, wrote, it, I wrote it down. But the. Um, but basically, what this what this therapist was saying is is that they were feeding off of each other. 
right. that there was some kind of thing where they were feeding off of each other. The problem with that is, is that, you know, while maybe even if let's just let's just take the stretch that they were feeding off of each other, no matter what, in any relationship, there is always a power differential, right? right. So if this was a parent and child and these two people were, you know, feeding off of the child was, you know, um, getting in the face of the parent and the parents reacting and the child's reacting and back and forth. No one in a million years would turn and say to the child, it's the child's fault. Well, the child's instigating the parent and pushing them and pushing them. I think they call it mutual combat. Mutual combat. I believe. But we, we have, you know, and Brooke and I are both parents, so we know this where your kid starts to <laughs> irritate you and push you. But at the end of the day, you're the parent. Yeah, you have you know, the power. You have the power. The buck stops with you. You are the one in charge. You are, yeah. um, you know, you drive this train and it doesn't really matter what, you know, what your kid has said or done or whatever it is. It's on you. And this happens in marriages as well. Yeah. You know? Jeff was older than her. Twice her age. Right. Twice her age. Um, very rich. Yes. Um, very famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, very powerful. Very powerful. He he, Oscar nominated multiple times. You know, on People Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive, mm-hmm. <laughs> multiple times. I mean, this. Yeah, he and he's also stronger than her. This, yeah. This is at the end of the day, that I, I yeah, I love that. At the yeah. end of the day, I'm sorry, men. Are always. Are always, well, 99% of the time, they are bigger, they are stronger. It's just, That's just it's, how it's it a is. joke. To, to and I, I'm telling you, too, I've met some little guys that were like maybe my height. I'm five, five, well, I was five, six, now I'm five, five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm shrinking. <laughs> and um, I know that I've met some of these little guys that were maybe my height or maybe even small. And you think to yourself, I think I could take this guy. I really do. <laughs> And and then you go in and you try. I remember trying to like wrestle this one guy. I'm like, oh my god, he's so much stronger than well, me. Well, it's his testosterone. Yes, he is so yes. much strong. I mean, just so much stronger than me. Yeah. So so that's the thing is that yes, there are some situations where you get a very small man and a very large woman, and you know maybe in that one instance it is. But you know, every single time, men are stronger than women, and you know that's. That's the bottom line. He had all the power. He's always had all the power. He's he's the one, you know, creating all of these. Um, he's the one who it has the assistants that are cleaning up after him. Right. And you can see if you really get into what was happening in this relationship behind the scenes was that he was his drug. It sounded like his addiction was getting worse and worse. I think he's probably been addicted and doing drugs this whole time, personally. I think that his addiction just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse as you're going along. That's how alcoholism works. Mm-hmm. Like people can- it's a Progressive disease. Yeah, a lot of people can manage their lives and drink and drink heavily and still get up and go. And he had a lot of people that were covering for him. And because he was the star, he could everything could get covered for him. And he had assistants that were covering for him, and right? And so it goes on and on and on. And it sounds like Amber had a few people that were in her corner, but her sister being one of them. And then, but... But nothing like his Yeah, but but I guess she was frightened that Depp was going to hurt the sister and maybe potentially push the sister down the stairs. And, you know, all of these things could happen. 
And and I do think that, you know, you're, we're seeing some mixed messages with former uh, partners, um, which I think is interesting because I can believe that he was never violent with Kate Moss. I can believe maybe they had some turmoil because we had heard about that way back when. Mm -hmm. People remember that there was talk of the two of them having a volatile relationship and and, you know, hotel rooms being messed up and all of that. But I think that, you know, if you think about it from this lens, just because just because he doesn't have 15 other girlfriends that are reporting to you that he's been abusive doesn't mean that he wasn't abusive in this relationship or right. in this dynamic. Yeah, because one of his defenses is that, well, I didn't. You know, yeah, nobody's ever accused me of this before. Mm -hmm. I, I got some of my former girlfriends to come in and testify mm -hmm. that this never happened to them. But Ellen Barkin right. testified. That was an exception. That was an exception. Yeah. She, she and their their big excuse was that um, she testified because he um, wasn't as interested in her. Like she was upset because she right. was. You know, but but yeah, he said he I rejected her. He said it's impossible for me to just one day in my forties become an abusive person and it's like no it's not impossible mm -hmm. because there's this perfect storm of things happening I, I i don't think you had this massive drug and alcohol problem back when you were dating kate moss yeah and if you did maybe things would have been different i mean it sounded like his his addiction is out of control yes like i read that at one point he was paying like some a team of doctors and nurses, like two hundred thousand dollars a month to try to keep him sober. Mm -hmm. You know, he was, uh, and then sometimes he would just refuse to get help. And it sounded like when he was um, on drugs or alcohol, he was very violent. Not, and I mean, we saw the videos of him, you know, kicking the cabinets in the kitchen and throwing things and. You know, that's very violent behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's just a little teeny tiny snippet of what we saw. And she testified that, yeah, he he would be high and he would just be tearing up the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trashing um, hotels or wherever they were staying. And the tons of evidence about all this. And that it's just that's the frustrating part is that there were there it's not like this is some he said she said and there's no evidence there's tons of evidence mm -hmm. of him being out of control and also how does he even remember anything that happened you know <laughs> yeah. he, he got up there and testified about oh no that didn't happen i didn't this dude you were completely out of control hi what mm -hmm. how do you even know what what you did or didn't say yeah yeah <laughs> you know true. i don't so yeah, and also too, this is I you can maybe you know something about this. Like people have this idea that domestic violence or um intimate partner violence looks a certain way like it's just this man beating up on this woman. Mm -hmm. But I think it's probably pretty common that people that women fight back. Yeah. You know, it is if you know, they're trying to mutual combat as if it's equal no i mean okay it, it we just discussed how it's not equal but i don't think it's out of the ordinary for women to fight back and no. do things too and no because what happens is and you learn this when you're studying intimate partner violence is there's a pattern to it mm -hmm. right where there is this period of time where um things are good and then 
life is good, life is fine. And then there's this period where the tension in the relationship starts to amp up. And you can almost like you can get a sense that your partner's starting to potentially, um, that your, your partner is potentially starting to gear up to maybe lashing out, but they're not lashing out. Nothing's happened yet, but you can feel it. And a lot of times what the victims will say is it almost gets to the point where you want that to happen. It's like a release right. and all that tension and all of that, that all of it's built up and that you just want that explosion. So it happens. So you stop walking on eggshells waiting for the explosion to happen. They just want it to happen. And then once it happens, it happens. It's a big thing. And then the partner who the one that's being um, the abuser then is like, oh, no, mea culpa, so sad. I'll never do that again, you know, and they come back. And so a lot of times for the person who's being abused, they need for that to happen. They want, they need to get there. They need to get to that that explosion so that they can get to the other side. The other which is side. Better. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if that, you know, one of the big things was that she was, you know, she did these mean things or she might have lashed out or she did this or she did that. And I wouldn't be surprised if she knew it was about to happen. And so she decides, okay, you know what? I'm going to push him. I'm going to get this thing yeah, done. Let's get it over let's with. Let's get it over with <laughs> so we can get through to the other side of this. And so that is that is possible as well. But it's not, you know, you have to be able to take a step back and look at the entire relationship and the dynamics of what's happening to see, you know, what is really happening versus I think what this trial got into a lot of was, well, Amber then did this and then Johnny did this and then Amber did this and then Johnny did this. And yeah, if you talk about like, she threw this at me and then this happened, like, yeah, it seems like they're fighting with each other. But again, it's not a fair fight. It was never a fair fight. And, um, and, you know, it was his drug and alcohol, the sense that I get is it was his drug and alcohol abuse that really was the um, thing that drove all of this. And then yeah. these two people were just reacting to what the drugs and alcohol did right. to him and affected him. And then she got a lot of crap herself about the fact that she also was using drugs and that, you know, oh, I got the ecstasy for her. Or I did this for her. Or she was she one person said that Amber offered them drugs on their wedding day and so what that makes her you know that makes her a terrible person because she's doing drugs on her wedding day and i'd like to say i know a lot of people that have done drugs on their wedding days yeah you know quite and, a few and alcohol you know and alcohol is a drug yeah. okay so, and everybody know, yeah i mean so come on it's you know, ridiculous it's not, it's not that listen i don't i don't know amber heard from a hole in the wall i i don't know her acting i don't know her at all i don't know if she's a nice person or not a nice person or a good person or not a good person none of that really matters no none of it really matters about how we feel about her what what really matters is is and i know when i saw the verdict come in i was like Ugh, this is not very good for women no. <laughs> when I saw that first come in, I was like, oh, no, this is, this is, and this is the beginning of it. And, um, and the same tactics that Depp and his team used to make Amber Heard look bad, these are the same tactics that Harvey Weinstein used. This is the same tactics that Bill Cosby mm -hmm. used. These are the same tactics as any of these guys have used. And a lot of people might be saying that Depp's not a rapist and he didn't do this and he didn't do that. But at the same time, 
he's it's we're perpetuating it we're we are it's on us we are doing this to each other we are we are creating a system where women cannot speak out and talk about their trauma at all right. without getting backlash. Right. Which is why none of these women ever wanted to come exactly. forward in the first exactly. place. Exactly. And and what we're gonna get more into that me too, but before we leave this sort of the legal um aspects of this, I just wanted to mention that, you know, part of any lawsuit is you have to prove damages. And so Defamation, someone could say something defamatory, but if it didn't cause you any damage, you don't mm -hmm. have a case against the person. So he was suing her for $50 million, mm -hmm. saying that her statements about him cost him basically $50 million in mm -hmm. wor work. <laughs> you know, um, so that was a big part of this trial. And, you know, this is ties in with the drug and alcohol issue. The reason why... Well, first of all, going back to 2016, after their divorce settlement, that did not impact his work. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, right after that, he was cast in this Harry Potter series. The Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I, don't, I know nothing about Harry Potter. But um, it, didn't, it didn't affect his work in that time frame. Um, but <laughs> since that time... His drug and alcohol problems escalated, and his former um, manager yeah. testified mm -hmm. and basically said that she told him over and over again, people don't want to work with you because mm -hmm. you make them wait for hours and hours to show up on set because you're, you know, you're hungover or whatever. Um, he, you know, he started becoming unreliable, difficult to work with, not worth it, probably hired to insure him. Mm -hmm. Um, he's expensive. He's yeah. 20 to 25 million plus a back end. Right. So he, and he got into, um, he was having financial problems. He ended up firing his business manager mm -hmm. because he was just spending all of his money. I mean, don't we all remember when all these reports came out about how, what was he spending? Oh, $100,000 a month on wine. on wine. Yeah. Hello, alcohol. Yeah. Okay. No, he, that, that's the thing. So the damages to his career were not because of what she said. Mm -hmm. They they just were not. It didn't, I mean, it certainly did not help. Like, I think the thing is, is that the damage to his career he was already doing, and then she came along and I think probably, you know, threw some, um, you know, threw some wood on the fire for sure, but it wasn't all about her. I just think the, the op-ed made it really easy because now you could go back and pinpoint like, well, she wrote this thing, right? This thing was said, it was out in the world and um, therefore, you know, it's her fault. But no, it's not, it's not, she is not to blame because he created these problems. This is the thing. Listen, there are people who want, there are people that want to work with Cosby now. God. <laughs> if you can believe it. <clears throat> I mean, hello, we elected a, president oh, yeah who grabbed well, who talked about grabbing pussies like we this he's is, in this equation too yes he's part oh, of yeah. the problem yeah and but that's the other part of it too is is that these you know it's you're not gonna these men have never been hurt by these women they have been hurt by their own actions and by their right. own stuff which is what's going to bring trump down too so oh well from hopefully your, your mouth to god's ears and i guess if you are a lover of trump then yeah you probably goodbye. you probably don't want to continue wanna, listening but you don't want to hear this from it, us. it's only going to get worse yeah. for you so um okay yeah so 
another thing, like going back to the um, this the social media stuff, I learned that you know the saturation of pro Johnny Depp stuff on social media. Um, I've read that there are some suspicions that it actually came from his camp. Mm, yeah, you know because you can put out like again. Another topic I know nothing about is the internet and how it works. <laughs> I only know how to go on my apps and, you know, whatever. But anyway, apparently you can pay money mm -hmm. to have these bots, mm -hmm. you know, just spam the internet, like yeah. what Russia did to us in the elections and everything. Spam the internet with whatever information you want. And there's evidence that that's what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And he was, that's why we saw so much of this stuff well wasn't it so i thought that one of he, he had an attorney adam is it shulman i'm really guessing at this name but that he had this attorney but that attorney ended up um putting a bunch of stuff out to the media and he was he also granted an interview with rolling stone right and in that rolling stone interview he said that the amber heard stuff was a hoax yeah. And then didn't he, he got in trouble for that? Well, and that's that, what got him kicked off of this case, right? And also that you know, so Heard was countersuing for defamation, yeah. and that was one of the claims she was countersuing for that statement. And that yeah. was the one claim that she won. Mm. They did find that that was a defamatory statement, yeah. which is so ironic. It's like you just slam this woman saying that she was, you know, she lied and made up all these statements, but then you at the same time said that this guy calling it a hoax was untrue. So which one is it? So which one is it? I mean, again, juries yeah. don't really understand what they're doing. But anyway, um, yeah, and a lot that... So all the know. feelings are coming up at once. Yes. <laughs> Brooke is. I am. I'm the clamped. I'm the clamped. I, I don't even know where to go. Very I don't know where to go. Well, so I, of course, was always fascinated by this um, this doctor that they had on named, what was her name? Dr. Shannon Curry. And I always thought it was very interesting that she, here she is in this public case. And she basically just, just seemed a little, like, I couldn't get what her purpose was or why she was there. But she was the one who, I guess, spent 12 hours with Amber Heard. And evaluated her over, uh, I guess, two six-hour sessions. And she came up with um, these diagnoses. The first one was histrionic personality disorder. And then the, and that she also had symptoms of borderline personality disorder. Now, if one thing that came out was that apparently Curry, Dr. Shannon Curry, had dinner and drinks with, at, Johnny Depp's home with a bunch of other people. I don't know who else was there over a three to four hour period. Wow. And that it came out that, you know, that she had been fed to pick these particular personality disorders for Amber. And apparently she's also not board certified. I don't know about that one. If anyone has any, come at us. If you yeah. have any facts about not being board certified, I don't know how she was able to get this far in the case, but what, What's so interesting about this is, is that I guess a lot, if you, some of uh, Johnny Depp's um, uh, texts that have come out since that time, all right. of these texts that have come out now, um, he's alluded to borderline. 
he's alluded to she's borderline, she's this, she's that. So there's been some talk that, you know, they knew what they wanted to, what label they wanted to slap on her in order to make her seem like she was this awful person. So the thing is, is that histrionic personality disorder and borderline personality disorder, they're all part of um, what they call cluster B personality disorders. Um, and, you know, borderline personality is something that you see a lot more, a lot more women have it than men, but it's basically a, um, it's someone who really struggles with their emotions and managing their emotions. Um, usually they tend to be pretty dramatic people. They tend to, um, they tend to have drug and alcohol problems. They tend to be suicidal. They tend to um, have eating disorders. Um, they have a lot of really volatile relationships in their lives. Um, and the biggest part of it is it's just that they have a very hard time managing. I guess the best way to describe it is sort of managing the shades of gray of life. I think they, they tend to be black and white thinkers. They tend to either love or hate people. Um, and uh, there is something called dialectical behavioral therapy, DBT, and that's the best therapy for someone with borderline personality disorder. So while personality disorders are a bit more serious, they take a longer time to get over and to become you know, better from, it is possible that you can cure or heal from being someone who's a borderline personality disorder um, through helping you with, you know, distress, distress tolerance and managing well, it, your emotions. Don't you think if, she, if that was, if she had borderline personality disorder, that we would have heard about more behavior from her that was consistent with that? Because I, I don't recall, you know, well, of course, Johnny Depp was saying, you know, mm -hmm. trying to come up with whatever mean things he could say about her. But, you know, she was a working actress mm -hmm. in Hollywood for a long time. And actually, her career was actually yeah, going it was on, up. It was on she the rise. Was, it was on the rise. And then this happened. And now, you know, it's probably ruined it forever. But I just feel like we would have heard more stories or... Maybe. You know, like, I don't know. No one's really coming out and saying anything bad about her outside of her relationship with Depp. That I've seen. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. It could have come out. I mean, I, I think that, you know, I, prior to becoming a therapist, I used to work with actors. And I, I have a million and one stories about actors. I mean, actors are, they're an interesting group of people. Right. And part of it is, is that you have to, you know, to be on, to be an actor, you have to be on, you have to be very vulnerable in many different ways. You have to kind of embody the roles that you play and, and put yourself out there and do things that maybe a lot of people would have a hard time doing. So I think that alone puts you in a certain camp of people who maybe tend to be a little more theatrical and more dramatic and more this and more that. So I think she could have a little bit of it. I don't know if we would have heard about it or not. I think that it's a, just a convenient diagnosis. The other one, histrionic personality disorder, is one that I have never, ever diagnosed anyone with this. Like, you can see borderline pretty clearly. But histrionic, which, again, I think if you get back into the misogynistic, even, hist you know, how we used to do hysteria for women right. and histrionic. Right. And, you know, that, that, these, that these kinds of personalities are... Um, They're just labels to... 
if you want to make say a woman is crazy or kind of yeah and so that's why i was very surprised that she got this the histrionic personality disorder because i was like that is a very rare disorder and the thing is is that let's say let's say this is all right let's say that this is what she was diagnosed with are these two personality disorders that still does not yeah, mean what, what is that what does it mean that she was not abused right i know <laughs> i know that that i think they were really trying to make her seem diabolical and that because she has these personality disorders she's this evil person and she's diabolical and she's been this ma master puppet master manipulator of this entire situation and it's like no no these disorders don't mean that you are they don't mean are, they, they, they don't, don't mean, mean anything. anything they don't mean that you're diabolical it doesn't mean anything it is somebody who spent 12 hours with another person assessing them and while, yes, part of your job, and I've had to assess people within like 45 minutes myself, I don't, I wouldn't bet my whole life on every 45 minute assessment I've done with someone. And I don't know if I would bet my life on 12 hours. I mean, I think that yeah. it didn't, it seemed like she then, Amber Heard had someone who testified for her and said that she di was diagnosed with PTSD. And then a lot of people were coming in saying, oh, well, she doesn't seem to be acting like someone who had PTSD. And it's a little bit like, you don't know what someone's yeah, and, like. And again, why are we, why, how is any of this relevant? It's not going, well, here we, here we are back again. It's because lawyers know that juries are just going to decide mm -hmm. these things on emotion. Yeah. And your job as a lawyer is to just throw out as much negative stuff about the other person as possible so that your client will be believed over them. Mm -hmm. And that's just that's just sad. It's not the way it should be. You know, we're talking about um, a lot of money. You know, her career is ruined. She has, you know, mm -hmm. this multi-million dollar judgment against her. I just feel... I feel sorry for her. Yeah, you know they really did a number on her, and I know her ruin her her life her life her career her is is over. No it, one wants. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe ten years from now, I think maybe if she lays low in ten to fifteen years from now, I think that she could come easily. I think she could come back playing older women and kind of have a renaissance. And I think you know, listen, we are will forgive anything in this right. country. Yeah, I mean, but, she, look, she could have. She could be diagnosed with everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. And like you said, at the end of the day, um, she was still abused. She's still telling the truth about her abuse. Mm -hmm. This is, it's, this is how celebrity trials go. Yeah. You know, this is what they, this is what happens. And this is how a lot of trials go, but especially these celebrity trials where you have all the money in the world to throw at getting people to come and testify for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that woman who had dinner with yeah, Johnny Depp see, again, was qualified as an expert. Yeah, and I can't believe that they didn't get that thrown out because that's like therapy, therapist 101 is you do not socialize with your, you do not socialize with people. And if she was really ethical, she would have never in a million years gone to that dinner. No. You know how much stuff I get invited to? You know, people wanted to give me gifts. People want to invite me to their weddings. I would love to do all those things. You say no, and you say no over and over yeah, and it's over again. boundaries. And yeah, I mean, yes, I would love to have dinner at some famous actor's house. And you say no. And that's what really irritates me. And it made, yet again, therapists look like a bunch of wackadoos when they get these people up there. One of the interesting things um, was, you know, Vasquez, who everyone loves, mm -hmm. you know, she when she cross-examined her, she asked her, why didn't you seek medical attention? 
I thought that was great. I was just like, mm-hmm, here we are, yet yeah. again, perpetuating these things. And then, so, this is my feeling about the trial. Because y- y- you can walk away and be like, well, these two these two women just think Depp's terrible and Heard's great. And it's like, no. I don't, I don't think, I, I don't like either of these people. I think they, I don't, wouldn't want to hang out with either of them. They seem like a lot. All right? <laughs> so, that's not the point. The point is, is that it really doesn't matter how we feel about them or what we think's going on is is that if you take a step back and you've heard all of the stories and you've heard everything that's been said they both they why is it that one person is a hero and the other person is a villain because that those are the black and white narratives we always have to put everything into but that's the thing is is that why can't we step back and look at this from a larger picture and look at it as two people that were, you know, in a very, very dysfunctional relationship. And, um, and one of them decided to share her thoughts in the world, which is why we have a first amendment. And she decided to put her thoughts and feelings out there. And because she did now, you know, her whole life is being ruined. And on the flip side, the other person is, is, um, excelling but i do think that things are the tides are turning because these new all these texts of johnny's are coming out the ones that he sent to another real winner marilyn manson (laughs) and um you know i i have to say that like alone how can you how can you read one of johnny depp's texts and still sort of take a stance and think that he is He's a, good, a guy. good guy. Let 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 me just read a couple of these texts. Oh, good. Okay, we these have These are awful. Yes, this you have to really wonder. Um So, okay, so this is in a text to this guy Paul, oh, another actor, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Um so he texts Paul. He says, "Let's burn Amber." And then he wrote, "Let's drown her before we burn her." And then he said, I will fuck her burnt corpse afterwards to make sure she is dead. That was one. (laughs) And then in a text to Amber's sister, he says, I never want to lay eyes on that filthy whore, Amber. Um, Another text, I'll smack the ugly cunt around before I let her in. Um, he called her a mushy, pointless, dangling, overused, floppy fish market. Oh my god! And this is all. This is while they're married. Yes. <laughs> These were during the good times. Yes. These were the good years. <laughs> this is before the divorce. But so, but see, Jesus. that's that's my feeling about the whole thing. Is like you have to take a step back and go. Okay, so let me get this straight. I've been mad at people. I've had a lot of feelings about various people. First off, would you ever write? any of that like even the person that you hate the most in the world uh, no think about that person Absolutely not. and would you ever in a million years put those kind of floppy i'm gonna burn her corpse and fuck her corpse and into a text message and send it off to another human being i mean that is that that is like um, that's several steps of type thinking of it typing it hitting send you know having to keep engaging in these things and we the fact that we've just bypassed all of this as if this alone isn't god awful and really terrible right. it's just it's beyond me yeah and you know like you said 
this isn't a bash Johnny Depp thing. I, I I'm actually concerned for Johnny Depp. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I think I, I think he's really unless he really gets some help, he's in a very bad place. And you know, I, this is just sad. You know, but we but he does need to be held accountable. Yes, and that's what the whole Me Too movement was about. It was about it's not about bashing men. It's not about punishing men. It's just about holding people accountable for their actions. Because when women do anything mm-hmm. wrong, people want them to be held accountable. We just want people to be held accountable, and it would just and say this this is not okay. Yeah, can't do this. Um, but now, you know, that's upset too many people, and you know, now we're backtracking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else? Any other legal things no. that we need to know? Not really. I mean, you know, I think this is a legally very interesting case. There's a lot of things I'm not going to bore all, everybody with. But I am interested to see what happens to this case on appeal, where, mm-hmm. you know, judges will be reviewing yes, this. Yes. So, you know, I think they're going to be looking at um, evidence that was either let in or not let in and... Um, whether that... Wait, so who was it that got all of these other things released, these extra texts, all the stuff that we're seeing now coming out? Well, these were all used, I believe, in the trial in England. I mean, they became... They were just discoverable communications. Um, So they must have come out after the after the trial was over or someone finally started digging through because it no, seemed I like after we... the trial a bunch of stuff started oh there's more here's more oh well there was a lot of evidence that wasn't admitted you know okay so this is all the stuff that wasn't admitted i guess okay. so i'm not sure what you're talking about you're talking about after this recent verdict a bunch of stuff came out yeah yeah where they started printing these text messages more detailed text okay. messages and stuff well and these things. the te- like the text messages i just read i believe those have been out since the the uk trial oh, okay yeah so yeah i mean you can subpoena this stuff you, mm-hmm. know, you can subpoena it straight from the you know cell phone company Ooh, um, all right. But yeah, people keep their texts, you know, and, um, you know, various ways to get all this stuff. But in any trial, there's always evidence that, that the judge decides not to admit for, you know, there's many different reasons. Mm-hmm. And those are issues you can um, bring up on appeal. These issues with these experts, um, you know, there seem to be a few mm-hmm. issues with them. I'm sure, that will be on appeal. But, you know, it's appealing is very hard you know you can't to get a jury verdict overturned pretty hard you know there has to be some real mistakes uh the judge would have had to have made some real Mm -hmm. errors and um to be successful on an appeal so we'll see Hmm. i don't know it's sad yes no it is it is very very sad so that is it for this week Thank you so much for tuning in to Psych Legal Pop Podcast, and we will see you next week. Bye.